0: Are the Vegas Golden Knights overrated? Or is Dallas underrated? We're going to dive into that. It's World Hockey Report coming to you on 12-ounce sports. Well, actually not. This one's just straight podcast version. Yes, I messed up. Thought it might be able to go from the internet at the farm. Didn't work. Sorry to disappoint. Live show coming back Monday, 8 a.m. Same time, same place. You already know, Zingo TV Channel 761, 12 Ounce Sports, your home for sports talk. Radio, the best sports talk. Tons of stuff coming up this weekend for them. Get the e-racing, the long rally race. That's going to be a good one. Sorry if there's some background noise here. Different settings, just in the king's chair right now. Hanging out, last day of my vacation. Be back this weekend, back to the grind. Got a ton, ton to get to, of course, so show brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Use promo code 120 Sports. They're going to match your deposit up to $1,000. It's MyBookie.ag, promo code 120 Sports. What a game last night. Holy, it started off slow. And then Jamie Oleksiak with a breakaway goal at the end of the second I thought that was the game winner. I was like, there's no way this doesn't end up being the game winner. You got a big slow D-man ripping, I mean, on the snowshoes, getting up the ice, going to his backhand, beats Leonard. You just you thought it was too good. So I don't know. What, what does Vegas do? Well, they respond in their own way. They come out buzzing in the third period. They outscore Dallas 2-1 in that third. Frankly, it wasn't enough, though. Dallas just has that high-end talent. And we've said it before, and I'll say it again. You need star players to win in the playoffs. You need your big guns to be your big guns. St. Louis had Ryan O'Reilly. Washington had Alex Ovechkin. Pittsburgh's got Crosby. I know you might not put Jamie Ben and Radulov in that same superstar conversation, but when you look at the teams that are left playing today, they 100% are. Jamie Ben is one of the, the best forwards. I'll put Braden Point ahead of him. I'd probably put Kucherov ahead of him. I don't know if I'm putting Matt Barzell. I don't know. I'm not going to put Barzell ahead of him. Nope. Not putting Patch Ready. Not putting Stone. Jamie Ben and Alex Radulov are 3-4 and four right now in top forwards left in the playoffs. So maybe, maybe superstar is not the right word. Maybe I should go with elite. You need elite forwards. And I'm not just talking your regular 70, 80 point guys in the regular season. I'm meaning guys who show up when it matters. They're willing to, you know, put in the work, grind it out, play that hard playoff style that wins, and, you know, get shit done. That's what Alex Rangelov does. Call him a farm animal, a boar, whatever you want. He's effective. One of the most effective guys. So, a lot of people are surprised about it, and honestly, my biggest surprise is that Anton Hudobin has found a way to just shove it to me again. I mean, he's going for the knockout here. Every single round I rip on him, say he's the worst goalie of the two, say that that's going to be their downfall, that's why they lose. And <laughs> these guys just keep on winning. I don't get it. He's got such terrible style. I mean, those goals, you know, he's got no chance, and I get it. He thinks he's bumped into, but he's flopping all over the place. He's all over the map, and he makes some incredible saves. Like those toe saves, that's Tim Thomas 2011. Wait, it was 2011 when the Bruins won the cup right? I think I think it was 2011 I mean who Dolman has shades of Tim Thomas full credit to him if the Stars win the cup he might as well be your damn Vesna winner I don't care that he's had some rough games and Jordan Bennington had rough games I know he didn't win a con Smythe good, good one but who Dolman has filled in for Ben Bishop He's done the job so far. They're six wins away from lifting the Stanley Cup. Give me a damn break. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not going to call him... He's not a great goaltender. I still don't see him being a starter of 55 games in an NHL season. But is he getting the job done? (laughs) You're damn right he is. Radulov, 31 seconds into overtime. That was something else. Love the game, though. It was a great game. We'll see what we got coming up here. Tonight, we got Isles-Bolts. Game three. Tampa still... I don't know. Are they going to get point back? How serious is it? Even Kucherov looked a little bit banged up there. Can the Isles chip away? I mean, hey, they squandered that one. They should be going to overtime. They probably should have ended on one of their 19 power plays. Their power play stinks. Whoever's drawing up that power play, get them out of their berry trots. <laughs> it's terrible. And if it's trots, well, I don't know. Something needs to change because that's pathetic. Their power play is absolutely garbage. And it's not even like Tampa's got that great of a penalty kill either. Tampa literally just puts themselves in decent positioning and the Isles are trying to feed way too many passes through people. Does not work like that. Not at all. That's stuff that you can get away with in the playing round. Not against Tampa in the Eastern Conference Final. And yes, tip your hat to Varlamov, who only allowed one goal. Wasn't really tested that much, but he played solid, made some good saves. But, still got to be better than Vasilevsky. That's how you're going to win. You're going to need... One of your goaltenders to outplay Vasilevsky because, hey, he's got playoff experience now. He's choked in every possible moment leading up to this one. This is his opportunity for redemption. This is his opportunity to tell everyone in the league, hey, I'm here to play. I'm a legitimate playoff goaltender. I'm going to bring the heat. That's what Andre Vasilevsky's been doing. He's made some good saves. He's got lucky as shit on a lot of them I mean those that are hitting them off the side of the helmet 9 times out of 10 those bounce off your helmet and go in it's happened so many times I mean think of the Jeff Petrie goal there's just been multiple occasions where those short side shots off the helmet and in for Vasilevsky he's getting them off the helmet they're going off the crossbar they're going over the net when does that luck wear out? I don't know Guess we're going to find out. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't wear out. Maybe the Bolts go all the way to the cup. But they're banged up and they're finally playing a physical hockey team. Could see a different story here tonight. I think this is going to go one of two ways. Either it's going to be game one all over again. Or this is going to be Islanders suffocating hockey. And they're going to win 3-0. Do the Isles have it in them? To take this to seven and win a series? I don't think so. Are they going to win four straight? No. No, they're not. That's just the stupidest thing ever. But if they can at least push this the distance, give Tampa a run for your money, then I think if you're the, the Isles, you can hang your hat and you can say, you know what? That was fine. We did all right. It was a success. We'll build on it. In future years. You still got Barry Trotz. You still got your goaltender locked up. You still got a lot of those key pieces. I think they got some cap room too. I do believe. I don't know. They got Pajot locked up. Barzell. I don't even know what type of deal he's on. I'm not going to lie. I think you got Eberle still. Like you got some solid pieces there. I know. Some guys. Andy Crean, They're not getting any younger. But that window's not closed after this year. That's what I'm trying to say. Be interesting. As I said, though, that's I, I think it's probably either a 6-1 Bolts game or a 3-0 Isles. There's no in-between with these two teams, and uh, I think game two is a little bit of an anomaly. Anomaly? That's the right word? I don't think we're going to be getting too many overtimes in these two teams. If you hold Tampa Bay to, what, 17 shots? You should be beating them. The Tampa Bay Lightning. You caught them on an off night. You had them where you wanted them, and the Isles' power play just sucks. It was terrible. It was brutal. But at least there were some bright spots, and I'll say some because I really think the only bright spots been Farlamov and let's just call it their defensive structure as a whole in Game Two. Move it along. I do want to talk a little bit about the NHL offseason, the goaltending. I got a bunch of other things to get to. First off, though, Got to tell you about Cocoa Vodka and Rum, the drink of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yes, old Hockey Report officially calling it right now. Refreshingly different. Cocoa Vodka and Rum, the original refreshing mixed drink in a can, combines real natural coconut water from the Philippines, triple distilled vodka or smooth Puerto Rican white rum, and a splash of sparkling water. Cocoa Vodka and Rum started by two Canadians with a plan. Come up with a healthier summer drink that's made with quality ingredients. Ditch those boring seltzer waters, full of fake flavors. Anyways, up your drink game. Talk about a vacation in a can. They're available BSW liquor in Alberta at Sherwood Park, Calgary, some Edmonton places as well. Hey, they're they're even up in Bonnyville, Cold Lake area. It's crazy. People are asking for these things. Their local liquor stores are getting them in. They're flying off the shelves. Hey, we would not tell you. To drink anything less than great i mean these things are excellent they're incredible they are the most refreshing drink you can find in a can i kid you not i kid you not i, I mean i drink beer seltzer waters all of those mixed drinks anything you want i would put cocoa vodka and cocoa rum up against it heavyweight tilt they're getting the knockout. Don't forget, if you're in the States, they're in a bunch of new states already. They've launched in so many different stores there. I can't even keep up anymore. But you can order online. Enjoycoco.com. So easy to do. Enjoy. It, it takes like a minute. I had so many good reviews on that already. People ordering them out. One minute max. Enjoycoco.com. Enjoy the Cocoa life with World Hockey Report. Go pick yourself up a case today. So I want to talk a little goaltending here. And I've got two beefs, if we can call it that. Why on earth, and I totally forget, I think it was Pierre LeBron, that said that the Oilers were talking with Matt Murray, but the price was too high, and they were disappointed that Pittsburgh's asking a first-round pick for Matt Murray. I'm just gonna pause because that sounds so stupid. It doesn't even make sense. Think to yourself. When you think of Matt Murray, what do you think of? Guy with two Stanley Cup rings? I think he's got like a nine nineteen. Maybe it's a nine oh nine. Whatever. It's still let's round it to nine twelve. I don't have the stats in front of me. A 912 career save percentage. That's not bad. That's better than a ton of goalies this season. And I know he started off hot. Has been dropping off. But still, it's a 26-year-old goaltender with two Stanley Cups. You know, the, the thing that everyone wants to try and win. Say it's about his team, whatever. The guy's still been there, done that. At 26, and you think you're gonna get him for a second round pick? Are you stupid? Are you hollow in the head? Why on earth would Pittsburgh ask for anything less than a first round pick? Have you seen what first round picks are getting nowadays? They're picking up third line forwards. Look at Tampa. Look at I mean what Pittsburgh paid for Capanet. Look at JT Miller. There is so many of these situations where first-round draft picks are getting you depth players in your lineup. Nevertheless, a starting goaltender with two Stanley Cups at the age of 26? If you seriously think that Pittsburgh is going to let him go for anything less than that or a couple of a-plus prospects, you're out of your mind. You are out of your mind. And I get it. I'm not saying Edmonton should do the deal for a first. That's that's not what I'm saying. That's why you have so many people on Twitter. Oh, well, why, like why would Edmonton do that? I'm not saying they need to do it. I don't think it's a necessary move. Do other teams need to do it? Should other teams do it? I fully think so. I fully think that Matt and Murray, and you see it a lot. You see a lot of these teams going with a one-two punch. If you've got Matt and Murray in your one-two punch, you're laughing. And I get it. He wasn't amazing against Montreal, but he wasn't terrible. Let's not throw that Montreal series on him. They were playing injured and unmotivated. Two things you probably don't want come playoff time. But to say that a first-round draft pick is too much for a 26-year-old goaltender who's got two Stanley Cups and a career save percentage above, like, nine You're an idiot if that's what you think. And I'm sorry, I don't want to call people idiots. I'm just in that mood this morning. Because I don't get it. There is so many teams that could use a guy like Matt Murray. And for the Oilers... Would you rather have Mike Smith? Or would you rather have your first round pick? That didn't make any sense at all. Or lose your first round pick and have Matt Murray. If I'm the Oilers and I have to choose between Mike Smith, Mikko Koskinen, and Matt Murray to start in the Stanley Cup playoffs next year, I'll tell you for free. I think you can guess. The two that I'm not picking. You want a guy with that ring on his finger? Been there, done that. He's played in the biggest pressure situations. Mike Smith got to the conference finals once. Miko Koskinen's won a bunch of gag cups in the KHL that are already rigged. Nevertheless, let's can we? Uh, let's switch gears for a second. The KHL, what a joke. It's now officially a sick league. <laughs> Literally. Seven players on one team. Let, let's see if I'll butcher this. I don't want to. Nizhnikovsk. Neftominsk Nizhnikovsk. Something like that. They got a perf- like quarantine for two weeks. So does Yo-Krit. Like They arrived in Riga. All these guys are sick with COVID. What a place. What a place. They got full barns going on, and everyone's like, oh, good on the league. They're taking COVID safety protocols. They're handing out masks at games. They're giving out hand sanitizer. It's like, no, it's Russia. They don't care about anything other than trying to make a quick buck. And the KHL, that's their thing. They don't have a great soccer league, they don't have a great basketball league. They've got hockey. And so if the KHL is not running, Russia is a bigger dump than normal. Aside from like Moscow, St. Petersburg, great places, unbelievable cities, outside of that, there's nothing. If we're going to be realistic here. So, sick league. You hope no one gets, you know, seriously ill, but they've already lost coaches. They've already lost staff members. Like, you got to think come a certain point something isn't working and it's not the fact that there's fans at the games even that's one of the problem and you know Adam tweeted it out What is what on earth is Dallas doing having watch parties in their rank, there's no physical distancing going on there why can the NHL not play in those barns and people are going to, oh it's the player safety no 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 the players are not going to be in direct contact with the fans. If you got any issues, make the glass bigger. Whatever. There, there's still no direct contact there. And for the players, it's not like they're signing autographs. It's not like they're hanging out with the fans here. It's get in, get out. What the MLB did, and why the MLB didn't work, is because they let the players go out. You can still bubble, you can still quarantine, And play hockey games. I fully believe that. It doesn't make any sense to me, other than the fact that players in the KHL, players in the MLB are allowed I I don't know if the I think some teams in the MLB have changed the rules. But if you're going to allow your players to go to the grocery store, to go to the mall, to go hang out with friends, what are you expecting? you're running the risk right there. You're not running the risk by playing hockey having people sit in the second deck. They're not hucking loogies onto the ice from the second deck. If you, you know, don't let them sit in the bottom bowl then or just make them sit in the top row, whatever, you can keep them far enough away from the ice. I fully believe and if local measurements, like, I don't know, in Edmonton, you're probably allowed, what, 100 people, 200 people? Whatever. Sell the tickets for 10 grand see so you'll buy them. Dallas looked like they probably had 1,000 or so people in the rink. Space them out. Put them in the upper deck. Whatever you have to do, make them wear their masks, gloves, sanitize. Put them in a bubble. Like, there, there's got to be ways around it. Like, I'm not saying cancel the bubble right now. I'm saying, like, this This probably for next season at this point. But if the players don't want to be quarantined, if the players, not quarantined, like living in a bubble, it's not going to work. That's the only way this will work. All righty, it's World Hockey Report, Cody Jansen with you here. i got to tell you about 2D Wrap. If you want to keep your drinks cold this summer, it was plus 28 yesterday. I got a sunburn, golf thing. Time to ditch the traditional Cousy, 2D, 2D Wrap. The uh, universal drink insulator fits any beverage, hot, or cold made in Canada. 2D Wraps are made with military-grade neoprene for the highest quality product possible. Strong and durable 2D wrap keeps your drink hot or cold for hours on end. As I said, the stuff unbelievable. You just whip it around a couple of drinks, throw them in your golf bag, take them wherever, and they're gonna keep your can cold. It's high quality stuff here. It's not these one dollar koozies that you're ordering online. They got a cute slogan. No. This stuff is legit. Check them out today. 2drap.com. That's T U D I RAP.com for the best drink accessory in the game. Alrighty, a couple more quick hitters for you as we rip through it. World Hockey Report. Follow us on Twitter at World Hockey RPTM. On Twitter at Janner31. Shout out to Sask Guy Adam Cracknell. One-year deal, two-way contract with the Oilers. Probably going to end up in Bakersfield. I said, hey, unreal leadership. This guy's played, what, 200-plus NHL games? I believe 200-plus. He might get 5, 10 games in the big league, and that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Brings a lot of leadership for those young guys in Bakersfield. That is a valuable signing and you got to tip your hat. Everyone's going, oh, what are they doing signing a 35-year-old? He ain't for the big club. Calm down. And if he is, he's going to be your perfect fourth liner that you need to win. He is going to do whatever it takes. If he's got to be Matt Martin, if he's got to be Ryan Reeves, if he's going to be Anton Roussel, he's going to do that. He's a good Saski guy. He ain't afraid to stick someone. The Oilers were terrified of the Chicago Blackhawks. How pathetic is that? Drake Kajula is the only guy hitting on the Blackhawks. (laughs) That's why you need guys like Adam Cracknell. Shout out Saski guy. What about Jim Benning, though? Did you guys read that comment? Shout out to Chris Faber for the tweet, though. He said, we look at Jake, meaning Jake Vertanen, like he's our Alex Tuck. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jake Vertanen isn't on the same planet as Alex Tuck right now. Vertanen is... Slow. He's not good defensively, and he's not consistent offensively. Alex Tuck is one of the best 200 feet forwards on the Vegas Golden Knights. That's not even a comparison. That's maybe he's maybe he looks like him. Not even that. There's nothing you can compare right now about Jake Virtanen and Alex Tuck. Don't, don't comments like that make you question the knowledge of Jim Benning? And I mean, he's in realistic approach. He's probably lost more hockey knowledge than I'll ever know. But still, like Jim Benning, you sound clueless when you say stuff like that. Um, former Wild GM Paul Fenton. Sounds like he's going to be joining Florida under Bill Zito. Adam said it best. Scummy person. Like, I think his son's joining as well. Like, these guys just have a scumbag reputation. So, I don't know. I mean, is did they change something? Are they going to be better? Who knows? I guess we're going to find out. I thought this was weird in the American hockey. Like, I don't know why it even happens. Like, why do you have to switch farm teams? How do you not just own a farm team? But Carolina's got a three-year deal with the Chicago Wolves now, and Florida now is the Charlotte Checkers. I thought Charlotte was Carolina's team. Like, same colors, same jerseys. They're always best friends, I think, on social media. So I'm so lost. I don't even understand it. Why are the Chicago Wolves not the Chicago Blackhawks' farm team? Does that make any sense to anyone? Whoa watching the PGA Tour, I think it's the European Tour actually, but he was like 6 inches from smacking down a hole in one, I got no clue who it is, like Cootsie, could have been him but yeah, I don't get the whole AHL system, I think, can you imagine if Edmonton had a team in the American Hockey League and they weren't affiliated with the Oilers how stupid is that, that's what the Chicago Blackhawks and the Chicago Wolves are doing According to Pierre Lebrun, Caps has got three guys in mind for their coaching position. It's either going to be Babcock, Laviolette, or Gallant. I think... Depends if they want to spend money. Gerard Gallant is their guy. Gallant's definitely going to be the priciest of them. And I get it. Babcock should be making the most money. But he's still getting paid by Toronto. And this is kind of Babcock's last kick of the can. If he's coming back into the league... It's going to be right now. If not, teams are going to be like, oh, yeah, we probably shouldn't touch them. Caps wouldn't? Nah, let's not. So I don't know. I, like, do I see LaViolette as a serious contender here? Not really. I think Galant's definitely the prized coach. But I think if Babcock says, hey, I'll come there for cheap. I want to renew my re- or redo my reputation. I think there's a chance. He gets hired. Shout out Mark Reckey as well. New assistant coach under Lindy Ruff in New Jersey. That's awesome right there. Was with Pittsburgh before. I mean, he's just a legend in those parts. New Jersey, Philly, Pittsburgh. This guy has done it all. When does he get no... I mean, maybe he's not head coach material yet. But you gotta think he's not too far away. Maybe it didn't work out in Pittsburgh. He doesn't coach or play the same style. Like, I don't know if he just can't connect with guys like Sidney Crosby and Malkin. And there's nothing wrong with that. Not too many people can. But you got to think. Recchi's putting in his time. That's a future potential head coach. Let's quickly rip through some of these trophies here. Not to disregard them or anything. But, like, come on. What, you don't want to hear me talk about the Selkie. No one gives a shit about that. Flyer Sean Couturier wins his first Selkie trophy. Congrats to him. Beat out Ryan O'Reilly. And Patrice Bergeron. Hmm, shocker right there. Um, Matt Dumba. King Clancy Memorial Trophy. Contribu- or humanitarian contributions. Contributions. In his community. Holy, that's a rough start. Bobby, Bobby Ryan. Bill Masterton Memorial. Um, I did want to give a comment on this because everyone's going, oh, Oscar Lindblom, Stephen Johns. Both great stories. All great stories, man. I mean... I think I said well-deserved, easy choice. Maybe maybe those weren't the right words. Oscar Lindblom's comeback was incredible. I think these were already voted on, I do believe. Like, after the regular season got cancelled. Stephen Johns as well. I mean... Just incredible to see what he went through after having some of those concussion problems. Bobby Ryan, I mean, what a battle. What a fighter. What a warrior. It's a guy you take on your team. You know, eight days of the week, twice on Sunday. Those are the type of guys I love hearing stories about. Honestly, like, the NHL doesn't do justice to some of those stories. Like, these guys, I get it. They don't want to be in the spotlight all the time. But the NHL needs to shine a light on it. They need to be realistic about it. Like you hear Sheldon Surrey go on Camden streak and talk about his struggles. There's so many of these. Guys struggle after they're done playing hockey. Guys struggle while they're playing hockey. Guys through go through crazy shit. I'm sorry for swearing again. Whatever, we're not going to bleep it out. Guys go through so much garbage while they're playing after their career. And sometimes... It sucks. and ends terrible. I mean, you think of guys, Belak, Bougard, Probert. There's, there's tons of unfortunate incidences that happen. But there's also a lot of good. There's a lot of great stories. I mean... The whole Oscar Lindblom thing, what, it got a 10-minute segment, maybe? When watching the games, you get a, a nice stick tap on the ice. How is this not, like, I get it. The Connor McDavid documentary, I, I don't want to compare things because Connor McDavid's recovery was incredible. Bobby Ryan, I know he had that one segment, but that was more his family life and, you know, about him being on the run, his family history, or, er, yeah, family history, I guess that works. Some of the trouble his parents got into. I want to see 30 for 30s on Stephen John's Bobby Ryan, Oscar Lindblom. That's what I want to see. That's the content I want to see. I don't care about leading up to the Winter Classic. Give me a break. Stick it. I ain't watching that. I got no interest in that. And it's, it's kind of a waste of my time, frankly, because I don't care what Anaheim and San Jose are doing leading up to their Winter Classic. That's going to be boring. Probably not going to watch it. The ice conditions are going to suck. And the NHL is just going to profit a bunch by putting people in an NFL stadium in the top row that's my rant brought to you by verbaro hockey best in custom team apparel if you want if you're looking for custom jerseys anything for the upcoming season hit us up today we're gonna hook you up the best prices discounts whatever you need you want pro stock jerseys you want sublimated custom jerseys verbaro hockey has you covered the Jack Adams Award. <laughs> I don't know. Who votes on this? They're idiots. Bruce Cassidy wins that. John Tortorella. He's your clear-cut winner right there. What he did with Columbus. They lost so many man games. They were so bad on paper. They beat Toronto. They beat No, they didn't beat Tampa Bay. They gave him run. I'm telling you, if that game one goes the other way, if Columbus finds a way to win Game One. They're winning that series. There is no doubt in my mind. Not even an ounce of doubt. That Columbus loses that. If they win game one in five overtimes. They win the series. There's so much riding on that. Losing it's crushing. So Bruce Cassidy. Congrats. Your Bruins underperformed, I get it. You got injury problems, your team's getting old. You lose your starting goaltender. It's tough, can't judge you off playoffs, but we're going to. You ain't the coach of the year. <laughs> no, John Tortorella, that's an easy one. Um, going to be announced tonight, Lady Bing Memorial Trophy. So the finals, got Nathan McKinnon, Austin Matthews, Ryan O'Reilly. Austin Matthews, the guy who exposed himself in a parking lot? Lady Bing? that sportsmanship? Is that gentlemanly conduct? No. Ryan O'Reilly, congrats on your Lady Bing Memorial Trophy. Might sound stupid if he doesn't win, but I'm telling you, he's going to win. Easy enough. Congrats, St. Louis Blues there. Hey, I would be, you know, in the wrong, not to mention. It is September 11th, 19 years ago today. Terrible tragedy. You know everyone everyone knows and if, if you haven't seen the man in the red bandana go watch it it will it will chill you down to your spine it'll make you sick it'll make you cry it'll make you smile yeah there, there's so many emotions never forget that's that's you know we're canadian me, Adam, I know there's a lot of the 12 Mountain sports family that is American, so it's a very, it's tough, it's emotional, it sucks. I mean, I'm getting, you know, the shivers right now just talking about it. you got to thank those heroes. I mean, your first responders, your police officers, your firefighters, everyone who did their part, just, you know, the civilians. There, I, I'm at a loss for words. You know, I kind of knew that was gonna happen when I brought it up. Yeah, never forget. We'll, we'll stick with that. Alrighty. Moving along, we got. Uh, oh, I wanted to give a shout out to I've been, you know, at the farm this weekend. So, whenever I go to bed, I try, I usually turn on the radio or not really the radio. I use the tune in app on my phone. So, I'm usually trying to listen to something if I don't have a podcast going. Shout out Vegas Squares, always entertaining. But I've been listening to TSN 1040 in Vancouver because Rob Fay is on. And if you haven't heard this guy, he's a get, or he's, you know, guest of the show. We're going to have to get him back on. I mean, the guy's incredible to begin with. But I mean, come on, Fae Nation, this guy is stupendous. How does he not have, I and I get it, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm a nighttime guy. He's, he loves it. He loves the interaction he gets between 10 and midnight, and that's awesome. But I'm telling you, this guy needs to be prime time Vancouver nationwide. Like, I, I'm not saying Tim and Sid are getting old or Leafs lunch, any of that. Rob Fae Nation is where it's at. I'm telling you. This guy's incredible. Listen to it. Give it a listen. Let me know. It's. Uh, I guess it's probably midnight Eastern time. No, maybe... Yeah, it would be 1 in the morning, I guess. You're three hours ahead there. So if you're ever up at 1 a.m., listen, Rob Faye. TSN 1040 in Vancouver Give it a listen, I'm telling you You are not going to be disappointed This guy's an absolute legend Of the game Shout out World Talk Report Challenge Aaron Vegas Squares, yeah you got a hat Coming your way there, congrats, picked Radulov 31 seconds in, how are you? Your Golden Knights lose They suck, they stink If they lose to Dallas, you're not Here in the end of it, I mean Overrated Vegas overrated We're going to find out. Hey, it's going to be a great weekend here. Enjoy the Bolts Isles tonight. As I said, Bolts win. It's going to be 6-1. Isles win. It's 3-0. I'll stick with that. Stars Vegas on Saturday. If Dallas goes up 3-1, I don't see them letting Vegas back in this series. Unless Robin Leonard can pull a rabbit out of his hat. I don't like his save choice on the Radulov goal. The Ben goal, I mean, what a play by Ben. That's hockey IQ at its finest. So you got to give him some credit there, but just in general. Probably got to stop that one. Probably got to stop that one. Do you go with Flurry in game number four? I do. Change it up. Flurry is a great goaltender. You lose game one, one nothing. Give him a shot. Put Flower back in. Put a smile on Alan Walsh's face before you trade Flurry this offseason. Alright, that's going to wrap it up for Cody Jans and Adam Urban Trout. Jeff back to the 12-ounce sports team. We're going to be back here on Monday. And we're going to be live again. Monday, 8 o'clock Mountain Standard Time Zingo TV Channel 761. Until then, peace out. Be kind. Be better.